Hello, truth seekers and uh, red pill empaths. I want to welcome you back to this uh, reading and uh, covering of the silver mind control method. We are going to read chapter four, dynamic meditation, and talk about it. And here a little introduction today. Let's do something different. I thought the harmonica was a, a good little touch. All right, so dynamic meditation. Woohoo! I hope I woke you up there for a bit. I got, you know, a little excited sometimes in my speech. Drink a little bit of coffee. Mmm. Ah, little ASMR for you there. All right, so dynamic meditation. The passive meditation you have just read about, and I hope are about to experience, can be accomplished in other ways. Instead of uh, concentrating on a visual image, you can concentrate on a sound, such as om, or one, or amen, uttered aloud, or mentally, or the feeling of your breathing. You can focus on an energy point of the body or on the beat of drums and dance or you can listen to a sonorous Gregorian chant while you gaze at the familiar enactment of a religious ritual. Yeah, very true. All of these methods and some combinations of them will bring you to a calm, meditative level of mind. And if you don't know about it, you need to try it, because it's astonishing. I prefer counting backward to get you there, because at first it takes some concentration, and concentration is the key to success. Yes, that's very true. Once you have reached your level several times with this method, the method will be associated in your mind with the successful result and the process will become more automatic. What I will try and do probably, guys, is uh, see if I can make an MP3 with the counting down so that can help people you know, to stay in that state and maybe like do something like that where it just helps with the ASMR and stuff, where it helps to stay there. And then that's what I've been working on anyway, because it helps me a lot. So like I'm listening to ASMR right now in the background as I do this for you. So I just don't add it on because not everybody enjoys it. So I let you Add on whatever you feel, basically. Anyway, we'll try the counting down together, okay? I'll try and do it so that we have something that can help everybody. Moving on. Every successful result in mind control becomes what we call a reference point. We hark back to the experience consciously or unconsciously repeat it and go on from there. 
Once you have reached the meditative level to simply stay there and wait for something to happen is not enough. It is beautiful and calming and it does contribute to your good health. But these are modest accomplishments compared with what is possible. Go beyond this passive meditation. Train your mind for organized dynamic activities, which I believe it was designed for, and the results will amaze you. I make this point now because this is the moment for us to go beyond the passive meditation technique you have just read about and learn to use meditation dynamically to solve some problems. You will now see why the simple exercise of visualizing an apple or whatever else you choose on a mental screen is so important. Now, before you go to your level, think of something pleasant, no matter how trivial, that happened yesterday or today. Review it briefly in your mind, then go well into your level and project onto your metal screen, your mental screen, sorry, metal, that's funny, the total incident. What were the sights, the smells, the sounds, and your feeling at that time? Now, if I may interrupt a second, if you actually do this as you tap, you will achieve this a lot easier and faster. So I invite you to incorporate the tapping with all of this. And uh, you'll get real memories back also. Like, you'll get stuff that actually needs to be worked on from your unconscious rather than the 3D brain, which is limited and fear-based by itself. So you will be surprised, he's saying, all the details, you will be surprised at the difference between your beta memory of the incident and your alpha recall of it. It is almost as great as the difference between saying the word swim and actually swimming. <laughs> exactly. What is the value of this? And this is because, guys, remember, what our conscious mind perceives is very tiny compared to what's actually going on in our environment, and our unconscious actually absorbs everything. So that's why sometimes we get uh, memories that we don't recall logically, but, you know, with our conscious, because our conscious is like 5% of what really, you know, goes on. <laughs> So you need to be able to access the unconscious and work with that, basically, in order to actually accomplish, you know. So what is the value of this? First, it is a stepping stone to something bigger. And second, it is useful in itself. Here is how you can use it. Think of something you own that is not lost, but would take a little searching to find. Your car keys, perhaps? Are they on your bureau? In your pocket? In the car? If you're not sure, go to your level. Think back to when you had them last and relieve that moment. Now proceed forward in time and you will locate them if they are where you left them. If someone else took them, 
you have another kind of problems to solve, which requires much more advanced techniques. Imagine the student who remembers his instructor <laughs> saying there will be an exam this Wednesday, or did he say next Wednesday? He can settle it for himself in alpha. There are typical of the small everyday that this simple meditational technique can solve. Sorry, that said, these are typical, not they are typical. But, but I'm leaving it there because mistakes are part of the process. Now for a giant leap forward. <laughs> we are going to connect a real event with a desirable one, a desirable one that you imagine and see what becomes of the imaginary one. If you operate according to some very simple laws, the imaginary event will become real. And this is true. I've done it over and over. So law number one, you must desire that the event take place. The first person I see on the sidewalk tomorrow will be blowing his nose. It's so useless a project to work on that your mind will turn away from it. It will probably not work. Your boss will be more agreeable. A certain customer will be more receptive to what you are selling. You will find satisfaction in a task you ordinarily find disagreeable. There are prospects that come that can engage a reasonable measure of desire. Yeah, so you have to pick something you're passionate about because if you're passionate about it, your heart, your mind, everything, your whole being will be on board and that's why you make it happen. Otherwise, you can't make it happen. In order for magic to come in, you need to actually be in that state yourself, right? So you need to match the energy frequency you want to attract in your life. This is the thing you always have to remember. So number two, you must believe the event can take place. If your customer is overstocked with what you sell, you cannot reasonably believe he will be eager to buy. If you cannot believe the event can reasonably take place, your mind will be working against it. So if you tap on all of this, that's already taken care of. And that's why I keep telling you, Tap, 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 incorporate it in your life, in everything you do, and just trust your guts when you do that, and you will be in the right place at the right time, always. Law number three, you must expect the event to take place. This is a subtle law, okay? So you must believe in it in order to, if you have all the blockages, you're not gonna expect it, right? Even if you say uh, in uh, outside world, oh, I believe in this, but your unconscious doesn't, your unconscious will win. So if you tap on this, it will actually allow you to get there. The first two are simple and passive. This third one introduces some dynamics. It is possible to desire an event, believe it can take place, and still not expect it to take place. You want your boss to be pleasant tomorrow. You know that he can be, but you may still be some distance from expecting it. This is where mind control and effective visualization come in, as we will see in a moment. 
Law number four, you cannot create a problem. Not, may not, but cannot. <laughs> This is a basic of all controlling law. Wouldn't it be great if I could get my boss to make such an ass of himself that he'll be fired and I'll get his job? When you are working dynamically in Alpha, you are in touch with higher intelligence. And from the perspective of higher intelligence, it would not be great at all. You may trip up your boss and get him fired, but you will be entirely on your own and in beta. In Alpha, it simply will not work. And that's how you also know when people actually have been in Alpha is because these kind of people don't go around fucking around with other people's happiness. Whenever they do anything is actually to help other people. So, you know, it's, it's a big thing. And it's not in what they say and in the big scene that they show off with. It's in what they do every day in every single action in their words. You can literally see it. Because some of them may speak harshly. In fact, a lot of them do because it's one of the things that, you know, comes from people who have gone through certain crap and have, some of them, as you're in your growth, speak still harshly. I know I've always been one of them. So, but when you see their harshness, though, is always honest. It's not there to hurt someone else. It's more from being hurt themselves and seeing how low some people can stoop, you know? So they will not go out and do the wrong thing themselves, but, you know, they are expressing how they feel. Anyhow, let's move on. If at your meditative level you try to tune in to some kind of intelligence that will assist in an evil design, it will be as fruitless as trying to tune a radio to a station that does not exist. And that's why when people say that these evil beings are operating at a much higher level, no, they're incorrect. These evil beings are actually operating at a very low energy frequency. And the only thing that they have is IQ. So they, they have seen a lot more things. And because they are the perpetrators of a lot of crap onto other beings, they have been around with their memory longer. And they have more technology and stuff. But on an energetic level, they are thoughts compared to us, and they're shit scared of what human beings can do to them. That's why they use the brain, the fear ba brain based, and they try and keep people out of their heart center because that's how you can control easily a human being. And that's why they traumatize them as kids because when you do that repeatedly, you can easily then control them as adults just by simple triggers, like they see the color red and they get triggered into a different personality. This is exactly how they do it. And it is, you know, truly sickening to someone, especially if you have been someone who has been going through, you know, bad things as a child and has had pedos around and has seen the wrong shit. 
you can really like be upset about all this when you realize how they did it and you can relate to it because you've actually been around it. So you know it's not bullshit. <laughs> you know, unlike others who maybe were lucky, you know, to go through that and you know, everybody should be lucky. That's the disgusting thing. So anyway, moving forward, let's use this for good, guys, because this is the whole point of reading this out loud for you. And also, I want to talk about different things because I want people to understand if you tap, you will have the power back. It's just as easy. Start tapping on your karate chop point. Go grab the free course and just start doing it, you know? And there you can find all kinds of different people who teach you. So you don't have to like me. You can just, it's made so that you will find your own way. You don't have to stick with me. But if you need help and you want to reach out, I'm here. More than happy with what I can. It's your choice, always. So it says, if at your meditative level you try to tune into some kind of intelligence that will assist in an evil design, it will be as fruitless as trying to tune a radio to a station that does not exist. That's where we left off. Some accuse me of being a Pollyanna on this point. Thousands of people have smiled indulgently as I spoke of the utter impossibility of doing harm in Alpha until they learned for themselves. There is plenty of evil on this planet and we humans perpetrate more than our share of it. Yes, because, you know, under mind control, that's why. This is done in beta, not alpha, not theta, and probably not in delta. My research has proved this. I never recommend wasting time, but if you must prove this for yourself, go to your level and try to give someone a headache. If you visualize this event as vividly as necessary to accomplish anything at all, one or both of the following will result. You, not your intended victim, will get the headache and or you will snap out of alpha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> and you know, often when you, when you, because for me, I tried when I was younger, um, when someone would hurt me, you know, I would snap and I would do it back. And when I went looking for that revenge, I would get a slap on my back, literally. Sometimes, even when I just voiced how upset I was, you know, and I, I, there was a certain meaning to it, I would get a slap. So I learned, don't try and be karma. Sometimes we're meant to be the instant karma, but you will know. Most of the times, it's not really our job, guys, anyway. Don't try and hurt someone else. You're just gonna try, you're just gonna hurt yourself, really. Yeah. Anyway, but again, everybody has to have their own experiences, so I'm not absolutely telling anyone what to do. I'm just sharing my opinion, so remember that, okay? This does not answer all the questions you may have about the good and the evil potentials of the mind. There will be more to say later. For the moment, choose an event that is a solution to a problem that you desire, believe can come about, and with the following exercise, we'll learn to expect. Here is what to do. All right, let's see. Choose a real problem that you face, one that has not yet 
resolved itself. As an illustration, let us say that your boss has been ill-tempered lately. There are three steps to go through once you reach your level. Step one, on your mental screen, thoroughly recreate a recent event which involved the problem. Relieve it for a moment. Again, if you do this while tapping, it will be a lot more desirable and safe. Number two, gently push the scene off the screen to the right. Slide onto the screen another scene that will take place tomorrow. In this scene, everyone around the boss is cheerful and the boss is on the receiving end of good news. He is clearly in a better mood now. If you know specifically what was causing the problem, visualize the solution at work. Visualize it as vividly as you did the problem. Yes, because when you have a problem, when you have a fear, why it's so powerful is because all of your, all of your sides, your emotional, your intellectual, everything is on board. That's why it becomes so real. So you need to recreate the same thing, substantially. And step three, now push the scene off the screen to the right and replace it with another from the left. The boss is happy now, fully of ple as pleasant as you know he can be. Experience this scene as vividly as it is and actually happen. Stay with it for a while. Get the full feel of it. So you have to literally make it as real as possible, which involves you using all of your senses. That's what is really important. What's important is to be on board with all of your parts, and that's how it will become real. So that's step number three, and that's the end of it. Now, at the count of five, you will be wide awake feeling better than before. You can be confident that you have just put forces to work for you in the direction of creating the event you want. Will this work always, invariably, without a hitch? No. However, here is what you will experience if you keep at it. One of your very earliest problem-solving meditation sessions will work. When it does, who can say it was not a coincidence? After all, the event you chose had to be probable enough for you to believe it could materialize. Then it will work a second time, and a third. The coincidences will pile up, abandon your mind control activities, and there will be fewer coincidences. Go back to it, and the coincidences multiply again. Further, as you gradually increase your skill, you will notice that you will be able to believe and expect events that are less and less probable. In time, with practice, the results you achieve will be more and more astounding. As you work on each problem, begin by briefly relieving your best previous successful experience. When an even better successful experience comes along, Drop the earlier one and use the better one as your reference point. 
This way you will become better and better. To use a phrase with an especially rich meaning for all of us in mind control. Tim Masters, a college student taxi driver in Fort Lee, New Jersey, uses his waiting time between fares for meditation. When local business is low, he puts a solution on his mental screen, someone carrying suitcases who wants to go to Kennedy Airport. First few times I tried it, nothing. Then it happened, a man with suitcases going to Kennedy. Next time I put this man on my screen, got that feeling you get when things are working. And along came another one for Kennedy. It works. It's like a winning streak that won't quit. And guess what? When you have a lot of people, guys, doing this together, have you ever heard of the power of eight? Go on DuckDuckGo as a search engine. Don't use Google. And try this, and you will find. Go and search the power of eight. It's insane. That's why I stream every day. It's to bring people together. So together, we can actually multiply the effects of all of this. Before we move on to other exercises and techniques, let me take note of something you probably wonder about. Why do we move scenes from left to right on our mental screens? I can take note of the question here, but it will be dealt with in more detail later. My experiments have shown that the deeper levels of our minds experience time flowing from left to right. In other words, the future is perceived as being on our left and the past on our right. It is tempting to go into this now, but uh, there are other things to do beforehand. And that is the end of this chapter. So we're going to get into chapter five in the next session. I find that extremely interesting because um, in healing, for example, when you when you give healing, um, the left side is what draws the energy out. So we basically, you know, get the information in from our left side and we give out the energy from our right side. And so it's really interesting that the past is the side that gives and the one that takes in that absorbs is the future, right? It's, I wonder what the connection there is. Like, I see some kind of a logic in there, but um, this is interesting. See, I always find something that I either forget or, you know, I didn't pay attention to when I was younger because there were a lot of things. I mean, I was learning this stuff to be a better volleyball player as well, right? And, Mostly was to better some scores in school because um, we were getting good scores, but I was working really hard, so it was to help improve the attention span. 
and because I was really stressed out, right, for the PTSD, that's why. So that's why I say now we know so much more than they did back then. If you incorporate EFT techniques along with all of this, if you do your heart-centering meditation every day, I shared it on here as well, I think, but I'll put more on there. I also have one um, on uh, heart, being heartbroken, you know, so for people who are heartbroken, you can be for love or anything else. So I made a few different ones to help people get through their problems. So if you need others, you can always reach out to me. Don't be shy. <clears throat> and I offer has um, a service as well. Um, I don't just work privately with people. I also offer them the service that they can read their own meditation to themselves, basically. And then I, I put it on with whatever sounds they prefer. And they have their own meditation with their own voice. Because when you use your own voice, it's a lot um, more effective. So that's why I thought I would offer that. And I have the equipment to do this, and I know how. So I can actually help people. And as far as price and stuff, I also go by donations. So even if you don't have a lot of money, you know, whatever people do, um, they can share the site. You know, there's lots of ways to actually give back. Money is just one form of energy. And the only thing that the universe requires when we have any form of transactions, if you want to call them, between each other, is that there is some form of exchange of energy. So sometimes it's just the growth that we get from the experience. There's lots of different ways. So don't be shy. Not all of us are just about the money. So I'll let you go, and uh, we'll meet again in the next episode. And please do try and do those meditations. That would be really helpful, you know. If I were you, I would write down those, uh, if you don't have the book, you know, if you don't have the book, go get it. It's worth having this book. These are the books you want to have. They're like, you know, reference. But you can go back and you can write down those steps and then go through them so you don't miss anything. And don't be obsessive. Do your best. But remember, uh, these are guidelines. Everybody has, yes, as long as you tune in, as long as you tap on your karate shop point first and then you do your heart centering, you will be guided. We all have that, guys. It's like a compass. Your heart center is your inner compass to receive the information from the ether. And then when it's connected to your heart, you can decode it to your brain. So you can decode it properly. The brain does what it's here to do best. But when the brain is disconnected and you are run by the brain alone or your ego, then that's when the problems start. So it's okay to have an ego. We need it. It's sort of like a mechanism, but it's how we use things that matters. It's okay, it's okay to have darkness, but it's how we use that. It's really important to understand this. And the guilt feeling, the shame, all that, those are very low frequencies. And it's really hard to get out of them. And that's where and when people actually do those horrible things. Because humanity is not bad. Human beings are not bad. They've just been manipulated to behave in that way. So instead of judging, let's go in heart-centering all together and let's send that love and light out to them. And if you haven't done the 
eco meditation yet or the heart center in meditation there is one by Dawson Church is available for free online I'll add the link I have his links on everything. If you take the EFT course, you will find all of those links. But I can add it on this episode so you can easily find it as well. Okay? It's just an MP3. Happy gentle healing, everyone. And remember, stay cool. <laughs> and you didn't know that, eh?